Welcome to CAM Talks, which stands for College of Arts and Media. I'm your host, Casey Davis. I'm your second host, Kashmir Preston. CAM Talks is a designed space for people of CMU to learn about the topics involving implicit bias, equity and inclusion, and diversity. Every episode, we will start off with the definition of the topic, and today's topic is centered around implicit bias. Implicit biases are unconscious attitudes and stereotypes that can manifest in the criminal justice system, workplace, school setting, and in the healthcare system, according to Charlotte Rule from Simply Psychology. Okay, so implicit biases are also known as unconscious biases or implicit social cognition. So according to simplypsychology.org, there are many different types of implicit biases. They have examples ranging in the categories from race, gender, and sexuality. So they state that these biases often arise as a result of trying to find patterns and navigate the overwhelming stimuli in this very complicated world. They state that things like culture, media, and someone's upbringing can also contribute to the development of such biases. So they think that removing these biases will be a challenge, especially because we often don't even know that they exist. But research revealed that potential interventions um, provides hope that the different levels of implicit biases in the United States are um, seeming that they're decreasing. So Kashmir, have you ever experienced um, any situations where there were implicit biases where you were a part of? Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just because I'm from Detroit. Um, so when I tell people that they automatically assume that I listen to rap music or that I've gone to um, schools where there are mainly black people, um, which I have, but I've also moved around a lot. So I've been in suburban schools, but I've also been in schools where there is a predominant black community. Um, but with that, I get the biggest thing is how I speak. I always get that you talk so well uh, to be from Detroit. And I never really noticed how much that kind of felt offensive until I got to college. Um, I remember one of my first days on campus, a professional even told me like, oh, you speak so well. Are you from property Detroit? And I said, what is property Detroit? Like, I haven't, I've never heard of it, never know. I'm like, I'm from like inner city Detroit. Like there was only one Detroit, you know? So um, that's when I kind of had to take a look back and say like, oh, people actually think just because you were raised in a certain area that you are automatically have these expectations of who you are as a character and that it should be shown. And over the years, I've noticed that a lot in my social groups where I'm like, yeah, I'm from inner city Detroit. People expect me to listen to just rap music or R&B. And I do, but I listen to all kinds of things. Like I've gone to rock concerts, been in mosh pits, you know, like that sort of area. But then there are situations where sometimes I notice um, I have certain stereotypes as well towards people, especially coming to college and people are like, oh yeah, like farm town. Like I grew up, um, there's a barn outside and then you automatically assume that they listen to country music or something like that, you know, but it's not always that. And I think that um, location or where you're from or where you're from, even some people see that as defining who you are and it is an implicit bias, you know, but yeah, what about you? I know we're all from Detroit, so we're around that area. Yeah, I think that, 
I think that that's the biggest one, especially coming to college, being at a predominantly white institution. Um, when you do like icebreakers in the classroom and you're like one of maybe, let's say two to five African-American students in the class. And then the professor goes around and he says, well, state your name, where you're from, what year you are. And then you get to like the black students and they're like, oh, I'm from Chicago or, oh, I'm from Detroit. And most of the time, if like they're from Chicago, they're from either like the west side of Chicago or the south side. But then when you get to Detroit, it's either east or west um, side. But normally, well, I would say sometimes you have people that come from like Troy or Sterling Heights or and like um, Metro Detroit. But most of the time people are, like you said, from the inner city, like the east side or the west side. So then you get a lot of people that like look at you funny or ask you a bunch of questions like, oh, how is it living there? And you're like, I mean, it's cool. Like, what do you, I don't know what you want me to like say, I guess I grew up okay. <laughs> and then they say, oh, I'm scared to go to Detroit or I've been to Detroit before, but I'm just a little scared because I heard that like things happen if you go to the wrong side of town and I don't want to like get into trouble with gangs or get shot or things like that. And you're just like, it's not, it's not like that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And I just feel like a lot of it, when it comes to different um, like races and ethnicities, there's always those preconceived stereotypes that people automatically assume because that's what society um, is known for like projecting them as. So then if you grow up hearing those things and seeing those things and no one ever educates you on the proper terms that they use or just educates you on uh, the different ways in which someone might grow up, I think that people just get that stigma in their head that like, oh, they're Black, this means this. They only do that. They talk like this. They walk like this. They act like this. Oh, they're Native American. They do ABCD. Oh, they're Asian. They do ABCD. Oh, they're Mexican or Latino or whatever, and they do ABCD. So I think that um, like education has to play like a major uh, role in um, trying to break down implicit biases because those are a lot of stereotypes when it comes to different like races, ethnicities, and even like gender and sexuality with so many things that are going on and so many changes in society with our people. I just think that education is like the key. Yeah. So what do you think we should do? Like, what are the steps do you, that you think we have to take to kind of change this? Um, I'd say just opening yourself up more, being more open-minded and being willing to educate yourself first. Um, I know it's, it's kind of frustrating, like being the voice of an entire community, you know, cause I only have my experiences, um, how I see things. So it's like, when sometimes when people ask me about things, I'm like, well, I feel this way, but also it's like, there are millions of other people of color who can view this differently. So it's all about, you know, being willing to learn from other people who experience these things, but also educating yourself. I think that's a big thing. Like it is not necessarily a person of color's job to educate you. Like Google is right there, you know, and it's so easy to find information out for yourself to figure out like how you can go about it and then addressing it to like a person that experiences these things. That way the conversation is better and it's not just a teach moment, but it's understanding, you know? So I think 
it's a lot, like you said, it has a lot to do with education, but also you have to have the will to want to educate yourself and to be open-minded and to just trust that process of looking things up, you know, like it's, it's all right there. I promise. But yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that there's a lot that has to be done. But unfortunately, this is all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning into Cam Talks. Check back with us next week as we continue the conversation around implicit bias. I'm Casey Davis. And I'm Kashmir. Have a good night.